This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Welcome to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Series 8, Episode 1, Operation Slipstream. Welcome to the premiere of Series 8. It is possibly the longest episode in Essential NPCs history, so we will try to make our pre-show announcements as quick as possible. For those of you just joining Essential NPCs for the first time, welcome. Thank you for listening. A uh, quick rundown of how this uh, how this podcast works. We do 10 to 20 episode campaigns of various different systems. Series 8 is in fact going to be the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars RPG. We've been really excited for this one. Hopefully you guys are excited too. And if this is your first time listening to us or you just haven't made it to our social media yet, go check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or SoundCloud at Essential NPCs. We've got some great character art that's uh, just dropped yesterday uh, for this series. And then we've got a whole bunch of uh, great content for you otherwise. You can also check out our website at www.essentialnpcs.com. If you haven't gone and checked out the character art yet, I highly recommend it. The very, very talented Lillian Dermeyer has provided us with another set of phenomenal character art. It includes Tan Mobok, the Twi'lek ace pilot being played by Bree Shukart. Jaxamar Sorrell, the human Jedi sentinel played by Dan Barron. Zero K Zero, also known as Oko, the Kaminoan medical and engineering droid played by Nick Gajeri. And Elkiri Kanti, the Pantoran Jedi Padawan, played by Addie. Me! They are the cast of Series 8, and I am the GM. We'll get a little bit more into uh, who these characters are in a bit when they introduce themselves in their character intros. But we want to talk a little bit about this RPG system for those of you who are a little unfamiliar with it. Uh, there's a whole bunch of lingo that you guys have to learn as with every system. Um, this system is all about the custom Fantasy Flight dice uh, that are comprised of good dice and bad dice. Um, the good dice on have uh, successes, uh, advantages which help out the successes, and triumphs, which is uh, exactly what it sounds like. Uh, something really great happens. Uh, and the bad dice have failures, boo, and threats, which are, as you can guess, threats that happen uh, that can potentially crop up even on a success. And despairs, which, as you can guess as well, are very, very bad. So the good dice are referred to as ability dice and proficiency dice, proficiency being better. And the bad dice are called difficulty dice and challenge dice, with challenge dice being worse. When presented with something that would require a roll, a player collects a certain amount of ability and proficiency dice versus a certain amount of difficulty and possibly challenge dice, shakes them all up, throws them on the table, failures rolled on the bad dice, cancel successes rolled on the good dice, and threat rolled on the bad dice, cancel advantages rolled on the good dice. You look at your results and ultimately you net a certain amount of successes or failures and a certain amount of threats or advantages. Additionally, uh, 
triumphs and despairs uh, do not cancel each other out. So sometimes you can get some crazy things happening when you have uh, when you roll both a triumph and a despair. And all of this is under the guise of a very narrative system. So your successes and failures are, are your more traditional aspect of the system, but advantages, threats, triumphs, and despairs, while they confer um, mechanical implications, uh, they also are very narrative-based. That's why you can succeed with a lot of threat or fail with a lot of advantage. Uh, it's it's a really cool, fluid system that uh, allows for some really creative problem-solving. Uh, there's two other dice that we haven't mentioned yet, and those are the situational dice. There's boost dice, which are good, and setback dice, which are bad. Those come into play when the situation is a little strange. Like if it's if you're trying to climb up like a slippery wall, it might have a couple setbacks because of a, a because of an environmental effect, basically. Or, you know, your friend may be helping you out, which would give you a boost to a test. But you've forgotten the most important die, Tommy, <laughs> the force die. So, of course, the Star Wars universe is completely perme- permeated with the force and force users. And to do cool force things like the Jedi mind trick, a Jedi has to roll up some force dice to see if they're using the dark or light side of the force. All the faces of the force die have either light side or dark side uh, pips. And a Jedi tries to use the light side, but can pull on the dark side of the force if the situation is dire enough for them to do so. That comes with some mechanical implications. We'll probably get into more in a, in a words with the GM in the future. And the final uh, unique aspect of this system is the destiny points. At the beginning of each session, the players roll force dice to determine how many light side destiny points there are and how many dark side destiny points there are. These are represented on the table for all of the players to see uh, with little tokens and um, the players can flip light side points to the dark side uh, to give themselves a better chance of success or to introduce uh, narrative tweaks, uh, adding something to the scene that helps them out. The GM can flip dark side points to the light side uh, to do similar things uh, for the bad guys. This is a resource that that is constantly used by both the players and the GM to manipulate the roles and add some extra stakes uh, to the session. So that is the very basic rundown of how this RPG works. Uh, Of course, we will touch on all of these aspects and many more in future words with the GM. But of course, we wanted you guys to know a little bit of the lingo and what was going on at the table during the story. It may sound a little convoluted and intimidating, but the, the fact of the matter is that it's actually really intuitive. And it, and uh, you'll see that uh, during this first episode as we just kind of roll with the threats and the advantages and, and decide what is narratively appropriate for each die roll. So let's talk about the plot leading into episode one so you guys can uh, get a feel before we meet these characters about what's going on. The setting is, of course, uh, in the Star Wars universe. Uh, If you haven't seen the movies, I highly recommend checking them out. Uh, We're not going to assume that everyone listening to the podcast is a hardcore Star Wars fan who knows the ins and outs of every bit of lore and tech in the world, but we do operate with a a certain baseline of knowledge. We won't, like, go around explaining like what a Jedi is when when it's relevant and things like that. Um, So, uh, if you are completely oblivious to how Star Wars 
Wars works. You might have a little a little bit of trouble following along. But if you've seen a couple of the movies, that's good enough for the baseline of knowledge we're working with. Additionally, I, as the GM, uh, do feel a certain amount of responsibility to attempt to stay uh, as close to accurate with the Star Wars lore and canon as possible. That's my decision. When you run this game, you don't necessarily have to do that. But I decided I wanted to try. That being said, I guarantee I will make mistakes and I will say things that don't line up with the actual lore. For those of you who have like read everything there is to read about Star Wars, you'll probably uh, you'll probably wince a couple times when I say something is true that is clearly not in Star Wars <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. And hopefully, despite any mistakes I may make, these this story will be entertaining nonetheless for all of you. <laughs> As for this pre- campaign in particular. It begins in the third year of the Clone Wars, as full-scale battles begin breaking out in every corner of the galaxy. No one is safe from the conflict at this point. The planet of Lakori, protected by the brave clone troopers of the Republic Navy, finds itself besieged by a Separatist fleet. Two Jedi Knights, Jaxamar Sorrell and Dudo Nuem, along with Padawan learner Elkiri Kanti, having just completed a mission on the planet's surface with the assistance of Lieutenant Tan Mobok and her droid, Zero K Zero, have all been summoned to the front lines by Admiral Danoa of the Republic Navy. The Republic needs their assistance to execute a dangerous strategy that may just determine the fate of the war in this star system. This crew flies in a Lancer-class light freighter known as the Excipiter, uh, which is owned by Lieutenant Mobok. It is not standard Republic issue. Tan confiscated it during uh, an anti-piracy raid. The Excipiter is a wide saucer-like ship with a narrow two-person cockpit protruding from the saucer's forward-leading edge. It has a bank of sublight engines mounted on the rear in a row above the airlock, and on either side of the saucer, there's a high pair of performance ion engines, which give it excessively high top speeds, equivalent to that of a much smaller, more agile starfighter. Uh, We will join them as they are leaving the planet, heading towards the Venator-class Star Destroyer known as the Protector, to meet with Admiral Denoa to receive the details of this mission that uh, that requires their assistance. Uh, So without further ado, let's move on in and listen to Series 8, Episode 1, Operation Slipstream. Enjoy! Lieutenant Tan Mobok reporting for duty. Galactic Republic Navy, Squadron X-9A. Been with the Navy ever since the Clone Wars broke out, and Agent Mattergold brought the hammer down on Bellic Scour. I was a slave most of my life, and Scour made life unpleasant for the Twi'leks he thought he owned. You bet your ass when Mattergold presented a chance to fight back, I jumped like hell. Now, I'm soaring through the stars in my bird, the Exhibitor, running down pirates with Oko. Found both Oko and the Exhibitor on a mission, actually. Most people just see another droid, but Oko's brightness ain't just their screen. Took some elbow grease to convince the big brass to let them stay with me, and I haven't regretted it a day since. Ryloth's been liberated. Now, we've just got the rest of the galaxy to save. Personal identification number 0K0 at your service. Lieutenant Tan refers to me as Oko. You may as well, if it makes you more comfortable. I am a refitted Kaminoan medical droid. I am here to help. Please lean back. This will take your mind off the pain. I am told my past has been eventful for a droid. Assigned to a Corellian freighter, I was captured by roving pirates shortly after the start of the Clone Wars. They modified and reprogrammed me to accompany them on raids. 
My surgical laser was greatly enhanced for combat utility, and I was trained in the manufacture of stimulants and toxins. Please drink this. I witnessed many gruesome sights, but also interacted with all manner of organic life, occasionally even in a non-lethal capacity. Your species is particularly fascinating. So much blood. Upon my recovery, Lieutenant Tan allowed me to retain my memory. My years with the brigands, while regrettable, had instilled in me an appreciation for freedom and autonomy, ideals shared by Lieutenant Tan. My unusual modifications, coupled with her impressive piloting abilities, serve us well as a Republic patrol and emergency extraction team. Good news, there is a 39% chance that your injuries are non-fatal. We should leave. My name is Jaxamar Sorrell. I'm a human Jedi Sentinel. Like all Jedi, I was raised in the temple on Coruscant and trained in the ways of the Force. Striving to keep up with my best friend Dudo, I pushed myself to become the agile striker and paragon of the order he is. Eventually, I found my own path, relying on my cunning to solve the problems he charges headlong into. My Padawan training under Master LeWitt Rensmer was spent patrolling the slums of Coruscant, investigating the gangs that preyed on their denizens and bringing them to justice. I passed my trials defusing a hostage crisis the day the Clone Wars began because my master refused to go to Geonosis. Like her, the idea of Jedi commanding clones doesn't sit well with me. Instead, I've been working alongside the Republic's non-clone forces, handling the pirates taking advantage of the chaos of war. With the Clone Wars escalating, avoiding the front lines is no longer an option for me. I've been called to Lakori to bolster the Republic forces barely holding the planet. Though I'm hesitant to be a soldier, Dudo and his Padawan are coming as well, and the opportunity to reconnect with my friend has me hopeful. With the force at our side, there's no problem we can't solve. I am Padawan learner Elkiri Kanti. The force has always been with me, even as a youngling. It was certainly a surprise that the Jedi Council saw fit to match me with Master Dudo Noem, a sojourner and soldier, as I've always been more inclined to talk than to fight. Perhaps that's why the Council, in its wisdom, sent us across the galaxy on diplomatic missions to neutral planets, to aid those planets and, in return, garner their support. That isn't to say we never got into trouble, but Master Noem's skill with the Force and a lightsaber are rivaled by only a few, and he has always kept me safe. The Jedi Council has now sent my master and I to meet up with an old friend of his, Master Sorel, and to engage in the war with force rather than words. I must admit that I can sense the apprehension grow in me as we approach this next mission, but with Master Noem and Master Sorel leading the way, the Separatists will never know what hit them. So the five of you have loaded up into the Exhibitor and left the planet of Lakori. You are currently flying up into the atmosphere. You see the what looks like the end result of a harrowing skirmish with the Separatist forces. The Republic picket line is patching up their wounds, reforming their defensive perimeter. Certain ships are docking with other ships uh, to receive uh, mechanical assistance. Uh, And in the distance, you see uh, Separatist ships pulling back. Uh, You have been hailed to the flagship 
uh, Venator class Star Destroyer, the Protector. It is a wedge-shaped capital ship with a red stripe down the center of the dorsal face that uh, opens up, allowing the Excipiter to fly in and land. The docking bay closes up behind you. Uh, you park the Excipiter in, in one of the like air, uh, one of the docking areas, and uh, your orders are to head to the bridge as quickly as possible, as you have been summoned uh, to speak with Admiral Danoa about a particularly dire mission. I assume you make your way up that way. It's pretty easy. Uh, most of you have been on a Venator-class Star Destroyer before. Uh, I think the exception might be El Kiri. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the lead uh, and head out. Okay. So uh, as you enter the bridge, the door opens right up, and uh, Admiral Danoa uh, is standing nearby a tactical console. She uh, has dark hair pulled back uh, neatly. Uh, one of her arms is in a sling, and with her good arm, uh, she salutes you guys, uh, particularly uh, Duto and Jaxamar. Uh, and she goes, Ah, Master Sorel and Nuem, excellent timing. I've been authorized by the Jedi Council to bring the two of you and the crew of the Excipiter on a special mission regarding the defense of Lakori. And then, without wasting any time, she immediately uh, presses a button on the command console and brings up a hologram of a modified Separatist support ship. Uh, it looks a little different than most uh, Separatist support ships. Um, Tan, you would you would know this. Uh, a standard ship of this design uh, kind of looks like uh, you took a large sphere and cut it in half and attach either half on either side of a relatively thin uh, small cylindrical body. Um, however, this ship's central shaft is much larger, uh, almost the same diameter of the two flanking hemispheres. The model kind of like rotates uh, above the tactical console, and Admiral Denoa continues uh, with the briefing. Our intel has confirmed this ship, known as the Apiary, has entered hyperspace and will be arriving to this battlefield shortly. It's an experimental ship housing a large complement of droid forces, both infantry and naval alike. Additionally, the Apiary poses a unique threat to our efforts here on Lakori due to this. And uh, the hologram highlights the larger central segment of the ship in red. This central chamber houses not only the standard logistical suite of a separatist support ship, but also reportedly contains a fully operational manufacturing facility. The droid army threatening Lakori has thus far utilized a strategy of overwhelming numbers, hitting our perimeter with enough vulture droids to allow a few of them through to the planet's surface for suicidal assaults on the planet's capital. Uh, the hologram then runs a simulation depicting this process. Uh, you see thousands of vulture droids clashing against the Republic fleet, with a mere dozen of them making it through to the planet's surface. With this mobile factory added to their ranks, the Separatists can increase the volume of their attacks 100-fold. If we don't neutralize it, our analytics confirm that Lakori will fall in a matter of days. Uh, there's another simulation that's run uh, in the hologram showing the reinforced numbers of the Separatists, uh, eventually overwhelming the Republic picket line and fully invading the planet. Danoa presses another button on the console and the hologram zooms out to kind of show the current location of both the Republic and Separatist fleets around the planet of Lakori. That's where you come in. Our intel, combined with the adjusted deployment of the Separatist fleet, indicate this is where the apiary is going to exit hyperspace. A red circle on the hologram shows an area at the very center of the Separatist deployment. Uh, it's guarded on all sides by thousands of Separatist ships. 
We need you to take your, your ship, the Accipiter, through the lines of the Separatists to arrive at this position just as the apiary drops out of hyperspace. Once there, you and my best team of clone commandos will board the ship, sabotage the manufacturing facilities any way you can. To get there, I will move the fleet to launch a full-scale attack against the Separatist line. As soon as there's an opening, you take it. This plan relies on precise timing. If you're too far from the apiary when it, arrives, when it enters the combat zone, it will be able to bring its full defensive power to bear. Should that happen, you stand no chance of boarding. Do you believe you're capable of executing this strategy, Lieutenant Mobok? Of course, sir. Then there is no time to delay. And uh, uh, as if on cue, a doorway opens up to the bridge and a squad of clone troopers uh, walk in. They have red and black markings on their armor, and uh, Dino walks over to present them. Allow me to introduce the very best the 422nd Defense Corps has to offer. This is Boomer Squad. Uh, one of the clones steps forward and removes his helmet, uh, revealing the familiar face of a clone trooper. His hair is closely cropped, and, on the, uh, and the right side of his face is heavily scarred. Uh, he salutes the group. Captain Brick reporting for duty. Boomer Squad, roll call. Bug, stealth and recon. Gat, heavy weapons. Doc, medical support. Data, tech and communications. Fallout, demolitions. Irons, assault specialist. Pleasure to meet you, uh, Master Jaxmar, Master Duto. Uh, I salute all of them. I do my best to remember all of their names. Captain, good to have you aboard. Lieutenant Mobok, I had the opportunity to read your jacket before being assigned to this mission. Pleasure to be working with you. I'll just smirk at him. <laughs> he grins back, and the Admiral uh, goes, You'll have time to get to know each other on the, way, uh, to the, uh, on the way back to the apiary. It's time for us to commence the attack. We have moments before, before it's too late. Uh, and then immediately she goes over uh, to her console, presses a button, and her voice rings out across the ship. This is the Admiral. We are commencing Operation Slipstream. All hands to their stations. Fighters, prepare to launch. You're dismissed, Lieutenant. Yes, sir. And uh, the clone troopers follow you guys down back to the hangar of the protector. As soon as they get to where the acceptor is uh, and get kind of out of the out of the sight of like the admiral, Fallout, Irons, and Gat all kind of like let out like a oh when they see the acceptor, and they're like, "This is a Lancer class." She sure is. Well, that's not standard issue. How'd you get your hands on one of those? Oh, you know, um, she was just sitting around and uh, called in a few favors to keep her. Yeah. Sometimes it uh, can come in real handy to confiscate things. And Brick kind of, uh, Captain Brick kind of leans in and goes, the uh, uh, lieutenant here, she's been uh, taking down pirates while the rest of us have been busy with the clankers. And um, like rushing forward, almost like a little too excited for a trained soldier, uh, Gat like gestures to the, uh, to the turret on top of the exhibitor and the, and the like twin guns on the front. And he's like, Oh, this one's got the, uh, the Mark IV firing system. You can link all those together. Oh, tear through anything in your way. And uh, Irons goes, uh, goes around to the back and, and is like, one of the fastest ships in their class. <laughs> Good to see your team knows their stuff, Captain. Uh, we're the best. And uh, as you guys enter the, uh, enter the uh, ship and start preparing it to launch, Doc uh, looks to the, to the right in the hangar bay and sees uh, Oko's repurposed med bay. And he goes, oh, quite a nice setup you got here. Yes, it's very functional. Please try to keep it clean. I wanted to ask you. I recognize that chassis you got. Your head's a little different, but you're a Kaminoan droid, aren't you? A long time ago. Uh, how'd you end up on this assignment with, uh, with Republic Navy? I'm not sure we have time for this, Doctor. Yeah, they're prepping the ship. Not a whole lot for us to do until, uh, until we get to the uh, apiary, right? 
unlike you, I serve more than a single purpose. And I uh, start to heat up the engines. <laughs> well, all right, then. <laughs> he goes, oh, that reminds me, though. And he goes to each one of you, and he's like, Stims, in case the job gets too hairy. And he hands each one of you a uh, uh, two stim packs. Ah, uh, Doc, hairy is the way we like it. He goes, that's what we're here for. And um, Elkiri, uh, as everyone's kind of getting prepped and ready... Um, Captain Brick and Duto and you kind of like end up kind of over to the side in the hangar. Um, it seems the clones are 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 comfortable letting the crew of the uh, Exhibitor uh, kind of prep their own ship. Uh, they're just waiting for deployment on the apiary itself. And uh, Captain Brick and Duto begin like, you know, actually introducing themselves to each other. Um, uh, Brick's like, I've heard your name before, General Nuem. A clone from my, uh, from my batch goes by Oni. Served you briefly on Bestel 3. He says you were the only reason he made it off that planet with all his limbs intact. Is it true that you took down a fully grown adult Zaxos single-handedly? And uh, uh, Dito um, smiles like politely and is like, oh, I don't, I don't think it was an adult. Adolescent, at best. And then he turns and looks, at, looks to you and kind of sees you standing there awkwardly. And uh, he goes, uh, apologies. Uh, this is my Padawan, El Kanti. Nice to meet you, Captain. You look a little nervous, kid. First time you've seen action? No. <laughs> <laughs> She's usually a lot better at lying. <laughs> we, we saw a little bit of combat uh, on the surface of Lakori, but uh, before that, my Padawan spent her tutelage with me undertaking purely diplomatic missions. A pleasant change of pace for me, you can imagine. However, this mission, partaking in a full-scale battle, I believe it has her feeling somewhat out of her element. I, uh, I sort of square my shoulders a little bit. It doesn't mean that I, I can't do well, Master. I just have to trust in the Force. Oh, you don't need to worry about those clankers, Commander Canty. They hardly pose a threat to us clones, let alone a Jedi. The Force is a powerful thing. I've had a good fortune to work alongside your kind before, and honestly, I feel safer having you along. And uh, Dito smiles and like, I'll have to agree with the Captain. No doubt I'm rusty after having you solve all my problems for me for the last year and a half. Just make sure to watch my back, will you? Of course. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Jaxamar, um, you've become relatively com- comfortable in a short period of time uh, in the co-pilot seat of the Exhibitor. Uh, as Tan is uh, possibly a bit distracted by Fallout, Irons, and Gat, uh, who are walking around like admiring all the modifications and uh, uh, bemoaning the fact that they don't, um, you know, uh, us clone troopers, we just get the standard issue things. We don't get to have anything shiny like this. Ah, uh, well, I'm, I'm happy to share, guys. Happy to share. Um, but one clone trooper comes up uh, to you, Jaxmar, as you're starting to do the pre-flight check in the co-pilot seat. It's the stealth specialist uh, Bug, uh, and he comes up beside you, and uh, he goes, Do you need a hand? Yes, please. Um, over there, if you could calibrate that for pre-flight. All right. And uh, he starts uh, filling with some things. He goes, uh, So you're the co-pilot on this thing? Uh, I have become that, yes. Though I imagine Gat would be more comfortable in this seat and probably more useful today. He goes, nah, nah, don't sell yourself short. With the exception of me, uh, most of my squad is uh, ground forces. Uh, I have a little bit of training in, the, in starship combat. Um, if you could show me how to use the, uh, uh, the firing system, I, I prefer to be prepared in case the worst happens. Not that I expect anything to happen to you, but I'd like to uh, make sure two people know how to sit in this chair. Absolutely. And I show him how the, the system works. And as we're going through it, to be perfectly honest, this thing practically shoots itself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Meanwhile, I'm walking by and I'm like, and this over here is the electronic countermeasure suite. Uh, it's amazing. Top of the line. You would not believe what I had to do to get this. I'll scramble up those Klinka's targeting systems right away. Yeah. Oh, man, we have to get one of these on our ship. And, uh, and uh, a little chime rings out over the hangar. Um, while you guys are like getting in the cockpit and everything, you can see uh, hundreds and hundreds of uh, ARC-170 starfighters being manned by clone troopers. Uh, it seems like you're going to have a full contingent coming from the, uh, from the protector um, assisting you in, in finding an opening. With, with that little chime sound, you see um, all of them starting to close down their cockpits and getting ready to launch off. Um, and the, uh, uh, the red strip on the ceiling that is the uh, uh, the exit to the hangar bay has like a red track lights that light up uh, indicating that it is almost time to uh, to launch the assault. I will hop into the pilot's chair uh, and I'll get on the comms and I'll say time to buckle up folks. With that um, Dudo uh, and Brick move over to the uh, uh, seats in the back of the hangar to kind of strap themselves in for all the G-forces that are going to be uh, uh, turning this ship around during the fight. Um, and uh, uh, Gat and um, Fallout and Irons are like, all right, get us there safely and we'll take care of everything else on the ship. Sound good, L- Lieutenant? Sounds good, Captain. Sorrel, you ready to go? Always. And uh, Bug uh, gives you like a little punch on the shoulder, uh, Jacksamar, and is like, all right, just clear a path, and uh, and we'll take care of the rest as soon as we get on board. You got it. Everyone and, gets home safe today. And uh, the clones move their way down to the, uh, to the hangar bay and, and strap themselves in. And uh, there's another chime. And everyone starts. Uh, all the uh, all the fighters turn on their engines and uh, and like get ready to to launch. And then that red track lighting on the ceiling uh, turns green, and the uh, uh, the hangar uh, opens up, and ships begin flying out in formation. Uh, as you guys break uh, out of the protector, um, you see the fight is already like wildly intense. Uh, the Republic fleet has broken from their defensive line and pushed directly into the separatists and uh you have thousands and thousands of uh vulture droid starfighters uh zooming around in large swarms uh cutting through arc fighters and taking down uh small frigates you see uh the uh, separatists have multiple frigates and dreadnoughts deploying on the flanks um the republic is intentionally using a kind of pincer formation to just try and cut open a hole in the middle of the separatist line so that you guys can break through. And Tan, um, you can tell, like, this is not a sustainable strategy. Like, they are, they're, uh, only going to be able to hold this for a little while before they start taking uh, really heavy losses and will have to retreat back to their picket line. All right, guys, time to save the day. And uh, you punch it and start flying in. Um, uh, your comms are, are alive with uh, all the different fighter squadrons um, coordinating their maneuvers around, um, uh, constantly reporting where you guys are and how to like best block the enemy from getting to where you guys are. There's still no real opening uh, dead ahead of you. You can see uh, behind the Separatist line uh, the area where the AP area is supposed to drop from hyperspace. And uh, there's... Uh, at that uh, at this moment, there's a Providence class dreadnought just like directly in the way. Huge giant ship uh, with a full battery of turbo lasers, uh, uh, just 
firing long range into uh, into the protector behind you. And uh, uh, you kind of like dip down and start like trying to find your way. You're going to have to buy some time until you can find an opening and then take advantage of it. Uh, what do you do? Um, the first thing I'd like to do is take evasive action. Uh, I'm not letting any of those turbo lasers hit my, my bird. Okay. And uh, as you as you kind of like spin down and uh, give a burst of speed to kind of like dip down below the the like the fire of the dreadnought, there's four vulture droids that break away from the fight, uh, and you hear on your comms, "Exipita, you got vulture droids on your six. Bro- they broke off. We uh, we can't mobilize to defend you." Copy. We're on it. Uh, seeing those vulture droids, I'd like to gain the advantage over them. Okay, go ahead and roll that up. That's one success and five advantages. Okay. I'd like to send those five advantages forwards as boosts. Okay. So uh, you dive straight down and uh, the vulture droids follow you. Their programming is rather rather predictable. And uh, you cut the engines for a second and they fly in front of you, overshooting you, um, and uh, break, o- break around to try and swing back towards you. And I need everyone to roll initiative very quickly. Uh, who got better than a two? No one? All right. Who got better than a one? I got one with one advantage. Okay. Two successes with zero advantages. Okay. I got one success. Okay. And Elkiri, what did you get? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> the opposition will go first, and then you guys will have a turn, and then the opposition will go again, and then you guys will have the rest of your turns. So uh, the Vulture Droids, uh, you put them on the, um, uh, on the defensive as they spin around to try and uh, get a shot on you tan and um they managed to kind of all four of them managed to attack from both angles uh kind of shooting along uh strafing fire across your ship so uh and uh they fire and miss uh however their pincer attack two of them fly in front and two of them flying back and you have to kind of pull uh at the controls to not collide with them and in doing so, you lose the benefits of your evasive action uh, because they roll a triumph. And now it's uh, one of your guys' turn. So I'd like to fly straight up to get out of their pincer, okay. um, staying within close range, and then kind of flip around and stay on target, um, taking two strain to do an additional maneuver. Okay. And then I will uh, gain the advantage again. Okay. That's seven successes and three advantages. <laughs> So I'll, I'll go ahead and kick those advantages forward to the boost again. Okay. Yeah, you zoom up, spinning around. Uh, those of you uh, in the hangar uh, have to, like, grab on. Uh, even though you're strapped in, you still, like, feel, like, instinctively the need to grab onto, like, your chairs and, like, uh, and stop yourself from, like, whipping around as uh, Tan does this insane maneuver, spinning up, turning around, and trying to dive down at the vulture droids as they, like, reform themselves, uh, re- uh, get back in formation to uh, charge at her, and she stays right on target, uh, and uh, uh, they are—they look like they're about to break up to not crash into her again. And uh, then four more vulture droids break off from the main fight, um, and they come up to kind of cut you off, Tan, um, and they are going to uh, fire at you as well. And uh, 
you were so focused on the vulture droids that you were charging in on uh, that you didn't see these ones breaking off until it was too late and you don't have any time to like maneuver away from them and you get hit for seven damage. Where the dosh did those come from? <laughs> the fire manages to break through your shield and uh, damage one of the uh, components uh, on the starboard side of the ship, uh, just enough to give you a setback to your next test. And now it's a uh, everyone else's turn. Um, I will suffer two strain to do two maneuvers. Uh, I will aim at these ships ahead of us and then activate the fire control system and fire on them. Okay. Uh, you uh, input the uh, the command and the 360-degree dorsal turret and the two forward-mounted uh, light laser cannons all move in tandem uh, using one targeting system to fire as a, as a group, and you open up a spread of uh, fire at these vulture droids you're charging at. And I will flip a dark side point to uh, upgrade the difficulty of this by one. Uh, as I open fire, I will activate flow. Okay. So that's two successes and four advantages. So I will link these guns twice and deal 21 damage. Whew. As you do, uh, just a hail of, of bolts shoot through, and three out of four of those vulture droids just explode, and the one, like, zooms overhead, uh, just barely escaping destruction. I feel, uh, as I try to flow... Um, a bit of more enjoyment in the battle than I'm comfortable with and use my Jedi training to refocus and do not use flow. <laughs> uh, who's up next? Uh, 0K0 will attempt to jam their systems. We don't need any more Vulture droids. All right. Uh, I will go ahead and flip a dark side point to upgrade the difficulty of this computer check. Five successes with one threat. Uh, so that will make it so that anything trying to use its uh, its communication systems will have to make a computer's check at a daunting difficulty uh, to hail for more assistance. But um, uh, on your way uh, over, you basically uh, detach from your port. Um, the ship is still banging around. Uh, your little repulsor lifts help you navigate the uh, hangar. Um, and not uh, not like bump into anything for a minute. But as you're moving through the door into the engineering bay to mess with the communication sensors, uh, Tan does a, a quick maneuver. That's it's actually right when uh, the ship gets hit, and uh, the door kind of moves out at you, <laughs> and uh, and you just bonk yourself a little bit and get one strain uh, on your way over to the to the terminal, which you immediately uh, activate the jamming and you see all of, uh, all of their signals uh, completely clouded with noise. And uh, Elkiri? Okay. Um, well, the last time we were in a combat situation, it felt really useful to, to point out all the targets, and I happened to sit next to a, scre- uh, a, tar- a targeting screen, so I, I pull it over, and I'm going to start yelling out, where the vulture droids are amongst the noise that's surrounding them. Sure. Go ahead and roll fire discipline, either leadership or discipline. And it's a, it's a hard check. Uh, so I fail with two threat. <laughs> so I think I start calling out the numbers in the inverted order. <laughs> um, so when something is at Point six, I say point one two or cool. 
Um, uh, and so that will add a setback to yeah. the next attack. Yeah, it will. <laughs> from the Exhibitor as you are giving false information to Jaxamar. It, it definitely does. Uh, you press you press your comm and you you start saying, you know, they're coming in on point uh, point oh four, point point four, point four. Uh, and Jaxamar, you start swinging your guns around, uh, getting ready to trust in Elkiri and pull the trigger. And uh, you're gonna waste a little bit of time next next time you shoot. <laughs> The four vulture droids that are on uh, on your tail, um, you uh, Tan, you start swinging the ship around. Uh, you look over towards the uh, the area where um, that dreadnought is, and you see uh, a couple Republic frigates flanked by uh, uh, some starfighters begin harrowing uh, that dreadnought's position. So it starts moving out of the way, uh, and uh, in a in a little bit, you might actually have an opening that you can gun through this giant naval battle uh, to make it to the where the apiary is in time. Um, uh, you have a little counter on your um, on your display that's showing you like when the estimated arrival of the apiary is and it's getting dangerously close to right now. But uh, just before you can do anything with that information, uh, the four uh, vulture droids fire uh, missiles uh, at the exhibitor. And um, you see uh, on your display uh, both Tan and Jaxamar the alert of incoming ordnance as these missiles uh, launch right at you um, and uh, Tan, before you can kind of spin out of the way and get them to zoom, uh, zoom past you, they, uh, they hit but you don't feel an impact and you, uh, you look at your sensors and you see uh, multiple buzz droids, uh, little tiny um, balls that break open, uh, revealing a little spindly like spider-like body in the center uh, with like a glowing red eye, land on the hull of your ship uh, and begin to maneuver to critical components to begin shutting down your ship. And uh, it's a good guy slot. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and push on the throttle. Um, and take us forward towards the dreadnought at a, kind of a dangerous speed, uh, and then flip back. So I'm going to take a, a second maneuver um, to take evasive action while doing this. Okay. Keeping in line with the vulture droids so we can swing our guns around. Okay. And as we're heading towards the dreadnought, I will also boost the shields. All right. That is a hard mechanics check. And I'm going to flip a destiny point to upgrade this check. Okay. That's two successes. Okay, so for the next two turns, uh, you will have an additional defense as your shields are enhanced, um, but the the Exhibitor does take an additional strain uh, to do this. Uh, the buzz droids are going are gonna to get to work. They start scurrying across the ship. You start losing them on some of your sensors. You're not exactly sure where they're at. Um, and uh, you see one of them move over to uh, a panel that uh, houses some uh, important components for the port ion engine and uh, it starts ripping open that uh, that panel to start snipping some wires um, but uh, uh, it happens right as you boost the shields and uh, there's like a wave of energy that kind of like knocks it um, uh, like onto like two of its little legs and like it kind of has to like hop a little bit to main t like to stay attached to the exhibitor and then it lands back down and starts crawling its way back over to the to that area to try and work on it again but um, just seeing it kind of pull at your ship like that has you a bit distracted. So your focus, uh, Tan, is now split. Um, you are 
barreling forward towards a dreadnought that has not been fully cleared away by your Republic support, um, uh, hoping to kind of skim by it just in time to get to the apiary. And, uh, and you have these vulture droids on your tail, and you're, for a second you were laser-focused, and now you, uh, you're looking at that sensor and watching that one. There's like eight buzz droids on you, but that one is now like taking a significant amount of your focus, uh, and you will lose evasive actions once more as you are uh, now just kind of moving straight forward and watching your sensors while like also watching where you're going. <laughs> and uh, now it's a, it's a player slot. What do you guys want to do? Uh, I will take two strain to do two maneuvers and with the first disengage the fire control system so I can pivot the dorsal turrets backwards and with the second maneuver I will activate the electronic countermeasures to give us some cover from more missiles Uh, and then as the dorsal turret swings back around I will fire on the vulture droids pursuing us okay Uh, and as I fire I will try again to activate flow okay uh, I do not call on my emotions to draw on the flow of the force, but I do deal seven damage to these vulture droids. All right. Uh, that busts one of them up. Uh, so the, the, the one that remained from your initial fight has peeled off to go uh, regroup with a different squadron. Um, so you just have the four that are on your tail following you towards the dreadnought, and you blast one of them away. And uh, as you do, you hit the electronic countermeasures and uh, all of the lights in the cockpit kind of glow a little bit brighter and your ship will count as one silhouette smaller for all incoming attacks. Uh, It's another player slot if someone else wants to go. Oko, get these droids off us. Copy that, Master Tan. Oko will overcharge the shields to try to zap the buzz droids off of the ship. (laughs) Okay, Um, I'll call that an average mechanics check. Um, it will use up the boosted shield. Um, if you want to uh, not use up the shield boost action that Tan did, it will be a hard check. We'll do a hard check. Okay. Two successes, three threats. <laughs> Oko, what are you doing to my ship? Uh, Oko does nothing to... Well, first, Oko, uh, Oko manages to take the already boosted shields and, uh, and overload them. Uh, so there's another pulse from them and you see uh tan not the one not the one uh droid that you were zero focused on but there were a couple on the nose of the cockpit uh which get like boosted off and fly off into space like spinning around uh helplessly um uh however uh you get a bunch of feedback through the system oko uh and uh the the terminal you're working on uh shoots with sparks and you take three strain as you are a little bit electrocuted by the fact that you were touching that console when it when it lit up apologies master 10 but it did less damage to the ship than those droids would have so Tan is flying forward uh, towards this dreadnought. You see uh, the Republic forces ahead of you are starting to make the dreadnought maneuver. That opening is almost there. But, like, this whole time, you're ducking around um, dogfights. You're spinning through uh, uh, between people's uh, blasts that are going at each other, not you. Um, And this whole area is being lit up by the countless turbo lasers on this dreadnought. Um, Most of them targeting clusters of fighters um, or nearby like smaller frigates and cruisers. However, one turbo laser uh, does fire a barrage towards 
towards the Excipiter as it gets close. Uh, they see this this uh, Lancer class pursuit freighter beelining it towards them, and one one of the gunners just like turns and takes a shot at you. We have two defense, and we are silhouette three. Uh, and I will flip a destiny point. This is a very focused gunner who. Uh, is able to really assess the threat that you guys are. He might be the only droid in the Separatist fleet right now who realizes that what what you guys are doing and is like, I need to stop that ship. <laughs> hey, should that one be going that way? <laughs> Open fire. One of the one of the uh, four giant uh, turbo laser bolts does clip the Excipiter, and you take twelve damage. Uh, as it uh, as it just tears through, like cutting cutting a a, a, a line uh, over the top of the Excipitor. Son of a bantha! <laughs> and it's a good guy turn. I I keep reading those numbers. Uh, your your master uh, Dudo uh, will lean over from his chair, um, and as a, as an incidental, assist you with this test to. Uh, let you know that you are um, <laughs> reading the numbers backwards. You're, you know, twelve o'clock is six o'clock for you, <laughs> and uh, and he corrects that really quick and points at the numbers so that you can actually give a little bit better uh, better information. Uh, and with that, you can use his discipline rank of two. I got two successes and a triumph. Ooh. So. Uh, without even thinking about it, I start reading the actual numbers, uh, 0. 0.6, 0. 0.4, 0. 0.6, and, and sort of like pointing it out to Master Jacksonmore. And uh, then in addition, I accidentally push a button, which makes an antenna pop up right under the buzz droid, and it just like... <laughs> <laughs> flies up in space. Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't even know if you're 100 percent sure you did it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that that happened. Yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, Tan, you see a, a little antenna pops up. One of the targeting antennas like pops up for uh, into maintenance mode and flings it off into uh, uh, into space. Uh, and at this point, um, you are getting dangerously close to this dreadnought, um, which, uh, takes a long range blast from the, uh, the protector, uh, star destroyer that you guys departed from a large, like missile battery flies overhead, hitting this dreadnought and it pivots and dips down. And when it does that, uh, you see, uh, tan your, the channel that you need to, dive through uh, through this battle to get to where the apiary is. Uh, the countdown timer you have is in uh, is counting down in the single digit seconds. Uh, and the three vulture droids on your uh, on your tail are going to take one more shot at you before they break off to go towards the uh, uh, to the dreadnought to assist. And they will hit you, uh, dealing seven damage. They strafe the the rear of the excipiter uh, just above the engines uh you see that antenna that had popped up in maintenance mode uh blow up as your uh your engines uh overheat and uh and your ship shuts down completely all the lights go off those of you in the hangar um there's a giant explosion uh above you uh and fire rains down uh uh, like scattering uh, smoldering metal uh, around the the open hangar um, and uh, there's just a constant jet of flame uh, overhead just like roaring above you Elkiri um, as uh, the Excipiter is crippled it's still 
plummeting forward, but you have zero control, uh, Tan, and it's a good guy slot. Okay, systems are down. We need emergency repair stat. Attempting. I duck. <laughs> um, Oko, as you uh, as you float up towards where that uh, jet of flame is, you see uh, Master Dudo Noem um, unbuckle himself from his uh, seat and rush over to uh, another like critically damaged component to assist you in this test. And you watch as he seems to use the force um, to push the flames out of the way for you. Uh, so that you can get to the more critically damaged components, um, and uh, you can get a you can get four boosts uh, to your uh, attempt at emergency controls. Oka will activate their talent Second Wind to heal a couple strain for what is about to be a tricky action. Uh, also, <laughs> flipping a light side point to upgrade a die to attempt this mechanics check. All right. Two successes and a triumph. So, uh, Oko, you you float up with your repulsor towards the breach in the hangar, um, and you watch as uh, Dudo uses the force to guide the fire, this, like, current, this, like, heavily flowing current of fire around you as you move towards the critically injured component, and uh, you pull out some tools and uh, begin, like, bypassing that line, um, and then... Uh, Working very fast, you uh, you reattach some uh, you reattach some uh, uh, lines, weld a couple things together, um, and then uh, the ship heals three hull damage. Uh, and uh, Tan, you see uh, the the lights flicker back on uh, as uh, the system begins rebooting. And then before you have a chance to do anything, Tan, uh, Oko, you uh, in the midst of uh, bypassing things, you pull uh, on a on like a, a lever, opening up the the current to the sublight engines and the ion engines on either side of the ship, and it blasts forward at full speed, uh, making up for lost time, zooming right over the dreadnought, breaking through uh, towards that um, that opening where the apiary is going to be landing in just a few seconds. The operation was a success, Captain. And the uh, the fire uh, dies down around you. Good job, Oko. And uh, uh, Tan, I'm going to need a hard piloting check from you uh, to make the make it through the final leg of this opening towards this clearing in the Separatists' formation, where the apiary is about two seconds away from appearing. I'm going to flip a destiny point to upgrade an ability die. Okay. Uh, I will assist from the co-pilot seat. Okay, so that's a boost there. That's one success and one advantage. Hey! <laughs> uh, I'd like to use the advantage to heal some of the strain on the ship. Sure. So you zoom forward uh, through this opening. A rogue uh, vulture droid cuts in front of you, and you do a barrel roll to avoid it, uh, not losing any of this forward momentum from, uh, from Oko's... Uh, uh, boost of the engines. Um, moving in at full speed, uh, you break away from the Separatist line into this open area. For a moment, it's like oddly serene as uh, for the first time uh, since you left the protector, uh, there's not bolts of energy flying around and missiles and things to dodge around. You have like open space for a moment. 
and then your entire vision is completely blocked by uh, by the apiary as it drops out of hyperspace right in front of you. Um, and uh, Jaxamar, you uh, pull the trigger on the on the uh, front turrets a little bit just to blast the uh, the shield to the hangar of the apiary, and. Um, uh, and Tan, you zoom right in, uh, uh, managing to pull back on the throttle so that you kind of don't crash into the hangar. Instead, you fly in. Um, and right as you get there, uh, you see uh, the hangar has um, four squads of B1 series battle droids, as well as three squads of B2 super battle droids, a heavier model, uh, a little bulkier with uh, wrist-mounted uh, blasters. And then two of the vulture droids in that hangar light up and begin moving into walker mode. Their, uh, their wing cannons uh, split and point downwards to make four tall, thin legs that raise the body up. And the head uh, kind of detaches from the body uh, on like a thin neck, uh, dropping down a, a small um, blaster uh, to fire at you with. Um, and I'm going to have everyone roll a new initiative. Um, also, in that brief moment of respite before the apiary showed up, uh, you guys can roll cool to recover some of your strain. Uh, did anyone get better than a two? I got two and a triumph. I got two and two advantages. Jacksonmar and Oko, what'd you guys get? I got one with two advantages. Zero point two. So, uh... You guys um, fly in, and uh, and one of the battle droids goes, "Hey, that's not one of ours!" And <laughs> they begin to move to attack you guys. And uh, the opposition will have three turns, and then you guys will go. And then at the very end, the opposition will have two turns. Open fire! <laughs> so, all twelve of the uh, B ones, the the thin tan, uh, narrow head um, uh, battle droids uh, begin unloading uh, flanked by the larger bulkier B2s who raise their wrist blasters up um, and they begin unloading on the Excipiter. You do notice a few of them do manage to miss. Uh, their, their programming isn't excellent. <laughs> um, and uh, most of the blaster bolts do bounce off the shields. Uh, it takes quite a lot of firepower to damage the Excipiter, and uh, standard blaster rifles are not going to really do a whole lot. However, a, a couple of the blasts do manage to make their way through the shields and hit the hole, but the hole is heavily armored enough that they don't do any damage. However, um, uh, one of the blasts does manage to fly over and damage the dorsal turret on the top of the uh, Excipiter. Um, if you try to shoot with the dorsal turret, you will suffer uh, a setback. Now it's your guys' turns. I'm going to activate the Mark IV fire control system and fire back. Okay. You will have a setback as you lock the uh, uh, <laughs> uh, dorsal turret into the targeting array with the, front fa- uh, with the forward-mounted laser cannons on the front. Uh, and I will suffer two strain to perform an additional maneuver and aim. Okay. And uh, where are you firing at? Is it at uh, B1 battle droids, B2 battle droids, or uh, one of the two vulture uh, walkers? Uh, I will fire at the super battle droids. Okay. Uh, so that will be a hard check as they're pretty small. <laughs> uh, I will try again to find the flow of the force in this battle. <laughs> uh, so that's one success, one triumph, three threat. Uh, and as I 
do find the flow of the force in this battle, I will use these two light side points to recover two strain. Okay. You begin firing just a little early uh, to find... You didn't expect the nose of the Exceptor to aim up, um, and you actually rake the top of the hangar with a little bit of fire before uh, the Exceptor comes down, and the shrapnel and smoke coming from the top of the hangar will add a setback to the next allied player's check. Uh, as uh, as uh, the conditions in this hangar are a little hectic at the moment with uh, panels and wires falling down from the ceiling. Um, however, how, uh, how many hits did you get? How much damage did you do? Uh, that's six damage. Uh, since this is a starship and you're firing on uh, on individuals, um, that's 60 damage, which just blows away one of the groups of three uh, super battle droids. And what did you want to do with your triumph? Is it possible to use the Triumph to take out the walkers with all the chaos and destruction to this hangar? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll let you temporarily gain uh, the ability to auto-fire uh, with that Triumph as you, uh, as the nose of the Exhibitor drops down, uh, one of uh, your barrages hits uh, one of the Vulture droids uh, right in its head, and it uh, its head pops off of the body, which like kind of like stumbles around a little bit and then falls over, uh, crumples over to the side. Um, and now there's only one Vulture droid in walker mode um, and one less squad of super battle droids. Um, who's up next? I'm going to unbuckle. Okay. And get out my lightsaber, and I'm going to light it up. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to... I will count all of that as one maneuver. Yeah. And I'm going to turn to all the clones who I imagine have amassed behind us. Oh, yeah. They're getting ready. They've already unbuckled. They're like, all right, Boomer Squad, get ready. Go, go, go. And feigning more confidence than I have, I'm, I'd like to roll leadership as I tell them, ready for some fun, boys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll an easy leadership check. I rolled a failure and an advantage. Okay, uh, so you don't uh, quite inspire them. They're they're battle hardened uh, commandos. They they see you light up the lightsaber, and obviously having Jedi on their side is good. But like they don't need you to to like spur them into action. They're already getting ready. But what happens is uh, it's their turn next, and you say ready for some fun, boys. And you don't actually realize that that you didn't like inspire th- this response as they kind of don't really hear you. Brick turns towards the rest and goes, "All right." You know what time it is? And all of them in unison go, It's Boomer time! And, uh, and they hit the, uh, the button to let down the uh, ramp, and they go rushing out, and you actually feel inspired, uh, and you get a boost. And Boomer Squad rolls out, um, immediately getting into formation, um, jumping down off the, uh, off the airlock ramp before the uh, Exhibitor is actually landed. It's still floating a good 6 to 12 feet above uh, the hangar floor. And Boomer Squad drops down no problem, jumps into cover. Gat lays down uh, uh, a line of fire and takes down one of the units, uh, or one of the squads of B1s all by himself, raking over them with his uh, with his heavy auto laser. Uh, Irons immediately hucks her grenade and uh, blows up another uh, unit of four B1 battle droids. Meanwhile, uh, Brick, Bug, and Data unload uh, in unison, firing on uh, one of the other squads of, of B1s, uh, taking them down. And finally, uh, Fallout um, drops down and shoulders off his uh, uh, his rocket launcher and 
kneels down using the uh, the other's formation as like cover as he like gets t- a target lock on that vulture droid, that remaining vulture droid, and he fires a missile at it. Doesn't take it out completely, but uh, blasts a huge hole in it, knocking uh, knocking it back against the wall, um, and it's pretty critically damaged. And uh, Dudo um, immediately drops down in front of. Um, Boomer squad uh, following their lead, and he leaps forward uh, towards a unit of B2 uh, battle droids engaging with them, cutting two of them down um, uh, in, a, in like a swooping motion, his uh, lightsaber spinning around overhead, cutting down two of them in one stroke, uh, and then he moves to like deflect some blaster fire from the third one. Uh, and with that, uh, there's one group of three B1 battle droids uh, still unscathed. There is a pretty beat up squad of B2 battle droids and two unscathed squads and then uh, a pretty heavily damaged vulture droid in walker mode uh, and it is your guys' turn. Who wants to go? Uh, I will disengage from the cockpit as an incidental as I pop my seatbelt and hop out as I have done many times before. Okay. And I want to uh, sprint to the, the ramp, take cover at the side of the ship okay. and shoot at the remaining B1 battle droids. Okay. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be uh, too strain to get there and pull all that off uh, and then uh, go ahead and fire away. Uh, they are at medium range and have no cover as you are elevated above them. Cool. That's two successes and two advantages. Okay. That's eight damage, and I will use the advantages to heal some strain. All right. With one hand hanging on to one of the hydraulic uh, pumps on the uh, ramp, you swing, aiming with your other hand, pop off a couple shots, and you take out one of the battle droids. Uh, next up. Oko will attempt to repair the exhibitor more in uh, the case that we survive this and need to escape. <laughs> All right. Uh, go ahead and roll a mechanics. Uh, this will be a uh, hard mechanics check. Three successes and three advantages. Yep. Uh, so the... Uh, Exhibitor regains three strain and three hole damage as uh, Oko uh, trusts in the uh, soldiers to get the fighting done and he begins zipping around the uh, 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 the hole, uh, repairing uh, different parts of that very, like, blasted open part from the uh, vulture droid attack. And um, the battle droids all begin opening fire on Duto and uh, Boomer Squad. Um, Duto gets like winged, uh, kind of clips his uh, clips his shoulder, um, but he manages to deflect back, and he actually kills uh, the remaining B two in front of him by reflecting a lot of the blaster fire back into him. It takes a significant amount to like actually take down the B2, uh, like kind of hits him in both arms, the leg, and then finally in the head, and then it drops down dead. And Boomer Squad hits the deck and like gets into cover um, as a lot of the droids just kind of like pepper them with, with fire, not really doing anything to them. Uh, and then they pop up to get ready to like launch another assault. And um, that's when the uh, Vulture Walker fires down on them. And uh, you guys see as Data is blasted back, blown, uh, like, hit directly by the, uh, by the vulture droid, um, and I will flip a dark side point, um, and he is flat out dead. Uh, uh, his, his gear scat, uh, clanking to the ground. Doc rushes to try and, and, like, and resuscitate him, but, uh, anyone, anyone looking can see that, like, he is, he is almost, like, blown straight through by the vulture droid. 
the droids are going to start redeploying around Boomer Squad's positions, beginning to completely surround them. Uh, Dudo is starting to like try and fall back as he is shot at repeatedly by the remaining B2 battle droids that he's jumped into. Uh, he manages to reflect back and kill one more, um, but then his leg gets clipped uh, and he almost like drops down. Uh, meanwhile, uh, you see as a lot of the clone troopers uh, take some hits, some some a little more fierce than others. They uh, none of them go down. Um, Doc manages to pull um, uh, Data's body back into cover to try and like stab him with a stim patch and, and work with his med kit to get him back, but it doesn't look good. And uh, uh, meanwhile, like Brick gets like clipped in the arm. Uh, one, um, Iron's helmet gets blown off, uh, and he he like ducks down, like rubbing his head where he uh, where he could have just been killed, but he's okay. And it's your guys' turn. Uh, I will rotate the ship uh, so as many enemies as possible are within the firing arc as I set down, and I will take aim, uh, suffering two strain, and land and fire. Okay. Uh, I will target the super battle droids. Okay. Uh, that'll be a hard check. As you set down the ship, kind of... Uh, uh not quite as smoothly as as Tan might have, but uh, you get her down there, and she hops down, getting ready to get in position to, to assist um, Boomer Squad, who is starting to be uh, surrounded by the remaining battle droids. And you aim the uh, all three guns on the occipiter uh, to the B2 ba- uh, super battle droids that are closing in and um, cutting off uh, Dudo from the rest of the group. Uh, and I will activate flow as I fire. Okay. Uh, I will flip a light side to dark, um, fearing for my friend's life as I see Dudo slowly being overwhelmed uh, to use these three dark side points. Okay. And what do you do with those? Uh, I will use them to recover three strain. Okay. But the net is no successes, one triumph. (laughs) (laughs) What did you, did you have anything you wanted to do with that triumph or? I would like to protect Dudo with that triumph. Okay, so uh, you don't hit any of the B2s, but you blow up a lot of the like no, the ground between Dudo and the B2s, shooting up like uh, shrapnel and smoke, uh, blinding the B2s uh, for a turn uh, so that they will not be able to fire. They have to move through uh, the smoldering wreckage of your, of your blaster fire, and you've successfully defended uh, uh, Dudo for a turn. Uh, who's next? Uh, I'm going to find some cover down here on the ground and then take aim at the remaining two B1 battle droids. Okay. Uh, they are at medium range, and uh, they have they have moved away from their cover to try and get a better aim on uh, where Boomer Squad is held up. All right. That is two successes with a triumph and an advantage. That's eight damage, and I'd like to crit. All right. With, uh, with eight damage and a crit, uh, you managed to take out both of the last B1 uh, battle droids. All that remains are uh, a handful of B2s and that walker uh, in the fight as all the B1s have been wiped out. You pop off two clean shots, uh, uh, satisfyingly making the uh, little uh, cone-shaped heads of the battle droids spin and fly off into the distance. And I will send that advantage forward as a boost. Okay. In where you are, uh, Tan, you can see uh, Doc... Uh, shouting and trying to resuscitate Data um, uh, to no avail. Irons gets distracted from the fight and uh, and turns and like pulls Doc off of him. He's like, he's gone, Doc! He's gone! Get back in the fight! 
Brick yells out uh, uh, to Boomer Squad, issuing an, an order to fire uh, into the the cloud of debris made by uh, Jacksonmar. They unload. Um, Gat holding down the trigger of his auto blaster, uh, uh, just tear- shredding up that area. You hear uh, B2s uh, popping and falling down. Um, one manages to come out of the um, of the smoke. Uh, its bl- wrist popped down, revealing its wrist blaster, uh, getting ready to shoot towards Yutan, and uh, that arm gets cut off, and then uh, and then the super battle droid is bisected at the waist as uh, as Dudo uh, shreds it, and then uh, and then pulls back, um, uh, looking up towards that uh, that vulture droid uh, that is still in position. And then at that point, uh, uh, Fallout has reloaded his uh, his rocket launcher, shoulders it up, fires another blast, um, and right before the Vulture Droid can like fire on Dudo's position, uh, it it just gets slagged, just fire uh, and molten metal as it uh, splits in two and falls down into into wreckage, and uh, we are out of initiative. Boomer Squad uh, kneels down nearby uh, Data's corpse. Um, uh, all of them uh, trying to like console Doc. Doc starts to like get his head back in the game and and uh, and begins like administering stims to the uh, uh, to the troopers. Brick shouts uh, up into the cargo bay of the uh, of the Exhibitor. Droid, uh, Oko, right? Uh, get get out here at once, Captain. Data's pack over there. There's a slicing kit. You're my new tech specialist. Welcome to Boomer Squad. Pleasure to be useful. <laughs> uh, and you go over and uh, a Data's pack is there and there is a slicing gear in there. Tap into that terminal. Give me a readout of this, uh, of this station. Is, ever, uh, is anyone else wounded? Lieutenant Mobok. I'm fine. Elkiri. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped down. <laughs> Dudo uh, kind of like stretches out his arm where he's been hit. Uh, and he's like, I got tagged a couple times, but I'll be all right. And uh, Jack Samar, I assume you exit the exhibitor. Yeah, I come down the ramp. Bug comes up and uh, and uh, kind of like pats you on the shoulder and is like, "Good shooting out there." I'm sorry about your friend. It's all right. Us clones, this is what we're here for. Sacrifices have to be made for the Republic. I I grimace at that. And then uh, uh, Oko, it's going to be a hard computer check with a setback because you've never done this before. <laughs> you've never used slicing gear. You understand the concept of it. You probably have like, uh, you know, some data stored somewhere in your memory banks about like how to operate it, but this is the first time for you. <laughs> One advantage. Okay. Uh, so you don't get a whole lot out of, uh, out of plugging in. You, uh, you move up to the terminal. You, you, jack, uh, you jack the spike into the uh, terminal. Uh, you turn it, and it clicks uh, a few times. And um, all you're able to get is just a rudimentary floor plan of this, uh, of this ship. It's, it doesn't have any like, uh, accompanying data as to like, what things are. However, given your background, um, and also uh, as you bring up the, the, the hollow display of the ship with, uh, with like the, uh, the floor plan kind of mapped into it, between you and uh, Fallout, who, has, uh, a, who knows uh, how to destroy machinery enough to know where machinery is, uh, between the two of you, just looking at it, you don't have to roll to be able to determine where this me- uh, mechanics bay is. Um, it's on the same level that you guys are at, um, which is kind of like you guys are right like in the heart, uh, the mid-level of this uh, central chamber. Um, and, uh, you're able to, uh, identify that there's a, a, a hallway you can go down that leads directly towards it. 
from where you are. Uh, it's it's like mm-hmm. kind of like a central hallway connecting the hangar to the uh, uh, to the engineering bay. Um, it's a pretty large hallway. You presume probably to wheel out things as they are created and put them into this hangar. The interior is that direction, Captain. All right, Boomer Squad, form up. Uh, what's the plan, General Newem? Uh, Dudo uh, has to remind himself, like, seems to have to remind himself that he's the one who's being referred to uh, as general. He's commanded clone troopers a, a couple times, but it's been a while. Uh, ever since he took you on as a Padawan, El Kiri, uh, he's, he hasn't been like in any of the fray or commanding any clone troopers. And even before that, he just did it in small skirmishes. Uh, he goes, all right, um... We got to move fast. Uh, any moment now, the the separatists are going to be able to react to the fact that we're here. Uh, right now, all we have going for us is the element of surprise. Uh, you say the hallway's down that way, Oko? That's correct. Then, Captain Brick, I suggest you leave a, a couple of your men here to continue working on the ship, and the rest of us move our way down. Uh, Oko, we're gonna need uh, we're gonna need your technical skills to uh, sabotage this mechanics bay as quickly as possible before the. Uh, before the security forces on this ship can actually respond to us. With the permission of Master Tan, I will accompany. Tan, you're coming with. Heck yeah, I am. And the commander, uh, tur- er, uh, Captain Brick, there's like a moment of silence, and Captain Brick turns to uh, the who the remaining members of Boomer Squad and goes, You heard the man? Move out! Uh, and uh, they kind of snap to uh, uh, El Curie. You get a look from Dudo, and um, he kind of like looks at you and looks towards the clone troopers and um, uh, and you get the sense that he's like trying to highlight and you see like with him drawing attention to it uh, that they are shaken by what just happened. Um, they, they put like a blanket over Data's body um, and Doc just kind of has like a thousand yard stare um, and uh, the rest of them are like, with the exception of Captain Brick, the rest of them are struggling uh, to... Uh, find that fire that they had when they first jumped out of the exhibitor. I I meet Dudo's eyes and uh, sort of nod and take a breath and then um, sort of like I made it like halfway down the ramp and uh, soldiers, this is the time to do your duty. Your friend has fallen, and you cannot allow his lives, lives of your brothers, to be lost in vain. This is an integral mission to those who cannot protect themselves. And these, these clankers, they're coming for the innocent people down on Lakori, and we are the last line of defense against them. Together, with the force, we will prevail, but you've got to keep going. Data would have wanted you, no, required you to keep going and to serve your brothers as they deserve to be honored. Uh, Go ahead and roll leadership, an average leadership check with a boost because you are still feeling, uh, you're still feeling that, that rush of inspiration from seeing the clone troopers run out. I'm going to spend a light side point. Okay. Okay. And... Doc just happens to be the first one coming up the ramp, so he's, like, standing very close to me. And as I was uh, speaking, I, like, put my hand on his shoulder, uh, and I'm going to try and influence him to focus and feel a little bit better. Okay. Okay. So I got one light side point, so Doc is certainly affected uh, by my influence. Um... Um, but I failed 
and generated two advantages. Okay. So you say that rousing speech, and um, you watch uh, Captain Brick and Dudo uh, look over towards the rest of Boomer Squad, who uh, kind of like, they're like nodding, but they don't really seem to be taking it to heart. Um, And then uh, your hand is on um, Doc's shoulder, and Doc reaches up and like grabs your hand, and then he goes, she's right. Data would have wanted us to finish the mission. That's our number one priority. That's how we make his sacrifice worth something. Look out there, soldiers. And they all turn towards the, like, the hangar bay like uh, shielding where you can see the battle is still waging and the Republic is starting to lose ground. Our brothers out there are dying so we can do this job. Data died for this. It's time for us to do it. Boomer squad, what time is it? It's boomer time. And he's like, what time is it? It's boomer time! And they, like, hammer on their, uh, their helmets and then put them on and then grab their weapons. And, uh, and uh, Doc turns to you and goes, Thank you, Master Jedi. Oh, I'm just a Padawan learner. <laughs> As you're about to finish that sentence, Dudo, uh, Dudo comes up and goes, well done, Elkiri, <laughs> to cut you off before you can try and diminish your, your strength as a Jedi. <laughs> and, uh, and then Doc grabs his gear and gets ready. Uh, Dudo does come over to you, Jaxamar, and he goes, thanks for having my back back there. Always, my friend. And uh, Captain Briggs is like, whenever you're ready, General. And uh, Dudo... Uh, I give him a look and... Whenever you're ready, General. <laughs> Dito uh, grins and says, oh, don't you start. Uh, and he ignites his lightsaber and, uh, and leads the way as you guys are, are rushing forward. You move through the hallway. It's, uh, it's large like, uh, like it was on the, on the readout. And uh, there's a, an intersection about halfway to uh, what you can see is um, two very large, heavy industrial doors that lead to this uh, manufacturing bay. You can actually hear it in the distance at work. And you guys are rushing through. And right when you get to that intersection, acting on instinct alone, Dudo leaps to the side and manages to grab Jaxamar as he does uh, and pull Jaxamar to the side and uh, just barely shoves Jaxamar away from a, a, a seam in the floor that lights up as, uh, as laser barriers erupt from the ground, boxing in that intersection. Um, uh, trapping Oko, Tan, Elkiri, and Captain Brick in the, in the center of this intersection in like a large square area. Um, every, every part of the, uh, every hallway of this intersection is blocked off by a laser barrier. And behind you, the rest of Boomer Squad skids to a halt, um, and, uh, irons actually, uh, uh, like his arm reaches out as, as he does and his, uh, blaster touches the uh the laser barrier and it just melts like butter on like a hot plate uh and he like drops it immediately and um dudo and jacksamar are splintered uh, splintered off to the uh starboard uh hallway and just barely avoiding losing like uh, a leg there uh jacksamar and uh dudo uh looks at the uh, at the laser barrier and looks around, uh, and you guys are effectively trapped there. Um, looking down the hallway from you, Jaxamar, um, uh, it looks like there's a, a, a door uh, with a, a label on it that says um, just, like, storage, um, uh, just like a large, like, closet behind you. And 
Yeah, what do you guys do? Uh, the hallway leading towards the uh, engineering bay is currently empty. The hallway uh, uh, leading towards the port uh, seems to have a turbo lift at the end of it. Uh, the hallway that Jaxamar and Dudo are trapped in leading starboard uh, it has a has a, a large storage closet, and uh, and then the the way leading back towards the hangar uh, is where uh, most of Boomer Squad is separated from you. I'll search for a wall panel, see if I can deactivate these barriers. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll uh, an average mechanics check for me. Uh, three successes, two advantages. Okay. So uh, looking around, this trap is pretty foolproof. It seems to be activated from uh, from probably the bridge of this ship. Um, you do uh, you do see like down the hall, looking into this intersection, there are like a couple uh, cameras, and then uh, uh, you you are looking around, and um, uh, because. Uh, of your 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 perfect your, your near perfect recall as a droid, you have the layout of the ship in your head, uh, and um, uh, you're able to kind of figure out like, okay, well these are controlled by the bridge. The only way to deactivate them is to do do so at the uh, at the bridge. Uh, except something like four very tall, very wide laser barriers would need a pretty hefty amount of energy. Um, and most laser barriers, uh, the reason they're they're only used in specific situations is because they have a huge power drain and uh and none of the lights or anything around like flickered or turned off everything seems to still be functional here so the only logical explanation is that nearby potentially maybe on like another floor there's probably a uh a generator that is uh providing the energy for these laser barriers and if that generator were sabotaged then perhaps uh it would turn off Uh, otherwise the only other way is to storm the bridge of of the support ship uh and turn it off from there I'm afraid we're trapped on all sides. However, a generator must be nearby. When you say that, um, Fallout goes, Yeah, that's right. Uh, these, these barriers, they're, they, they're going to be drawing power from somewhere nearby. Uh, bring up those schematics again. They appear on my face. Sure. Well, you, you hollow project them from your face, <laughs> floating them uh, uh, as close to the barrier as you can, uh, and Fallout comes up and looks. Uh, you also notice like irons like pull out like a vibro knife because he doesn't have another weapon. <laughs> um, and Fallout looks and goes, all right, there, just below us, uh, on the level just below. Uh, that's that's going to be where it is. Uh, there's too much uh, solid ground between us and the, and the floor above. It's got to be in that room there. General, uh, General Nuem. Uh, you and uh, Master Sorel, I, I, you might be able to find a way through some ventilation shafts down there if you go down the uh, uh, through the the closet, and you might be able to shut it down. And Dudo looks to you, Jaxamar, and goes, "If you get me there, I can I can probably sabotage it." Come on, we don't have all day. And I kick open the door to the storage closet. <laughs> um, it's rather sizable, and it doesn't take you long to find uh, a ventilation shaft in the uh, in like the back corner that you can cut open with your lightsaber and lift up. Um, and um, Dudo turns uh, uh, through the barrier towards Elkiri and goes, uh, "Be vigilant. I have a feeling this this trap has further purposes than just containment. Watch those turbo lifts." Of, of course, Master. You'll be okay. You've performed admirably so far. Trust in the force, young Padawan. I nod. When Dudo says that, I lift my blaster and I aim it at the turbo lift. Okay. Nice. And I ready myself. Okay. Uh, Captain Brick, General, look after my Padawan, will you? All my life, General. Dudo uh, goes to follow Jaxamar. 
um, down the ventilation shaft. Jaxmar, I'm going to need you to roll an opposed stealth check against a uh, hard difficulty with one challenge. Uh, you can uh, have an additional die from Dudo's uh, assistance in this uh, as he has four agility. That's four successes and one advantage. Okay. Uh, so you sneak your way through. Uh, and you see, uh, uh, moving through the ventilation shaft rather quickly, uh, you and Dudo end up directly above two super battle droids that are standing guard next to what looks like a large generator that is currently humming with energy, um, uh, with cords that, uh, that seem to attach to, um, two devices that run up the corners of this room, uh, up into the ceiling. Uh, and the, uh, two battle droids are like, Roger, Roger. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Dudo looks to you and, like, nods and readies his lightsaber. Uh, I nod back, and we drop down on these super battle droids. Yeah. Uh, In unison, you both uh, carve a half circle uh, in the the bottom of the ventilation shaft uh, below you, and you drop down uh, right in between these two super battle droids. You easily dispatch the one next to you, because you guys got the drop on these guys really hard. And, uh, and um, uh, Dudo uh, deflects a couple shots from the one next to him before carving off its arm and, uh, run and s- stabbing it through. Uh, the two super battle droids drop, and uh, he, he like turns to you nods and then the door behind him opens and you see uh two uh silver humanoid um shaped droids uh with red eyes wearing uh uh kind of like turbans wrapped into capes uh carrying two uh electro staffs um uh both of them start moving forward their electro staffs turn on and they start spinning them around uh and uh dudo turns around to see the two uh magna guard droids behind him as well he looks to you and tosses you his lightsaber i catch it and he's like you're always better with the sword than uh than i was i'll stick to the mechanics you got this I'll watch your back. And uh, he begins working on the uh, uh, on the generator while you move to engage the the Magna Guard. Uh, meanwhile, upstairs, uh, you've been watching as the turbo lift actually has been indicating that a lift is on the way and it's moving down the floors. I started meditating when that happened. And uh, right when it gets there, bing, uh, right as the door of the turbo lift opens up, so does that laser barrier drop. Uh, and uh, rolling out from that uh, turbo lift are two uh, destroyer droids. They uh, roll forward about halfway down uh, at super fast speeds, halfway down towards the uh, uh, towards you guys down the hallway, and then uh, pop up out of their uh, out of their rolling uh, mode, and their energy shields turn on, uh, and a laser barrier connects uh, behind them, blocking the turbo lift behind them. And um, I need everyone to roll initiative because uh, those of you in the uh, hallway were forewarned by Dudo. Uh, you can get a boost to this uh, to this check. All right. Uh, did anyone get better than a three? I got a three and one advantage. Did anyone get uh, better than a two? I got a two and two advantages. Two point zero. And uh, Tan, what did you get? I got one with four advantages. All right, so uh, you guys will have uh, a few turns, uh, and then 
the droids will have a turn, and then you guys will have one more, and then the droids will finish up. So it's one of your guys' turns. Who wants to go? I will use two maneuvers to aim two more times at these droids sure. and just get a real, really get my shot focused. Yeah, as they're rolling in, you, you've already, you got your gun trained on the turbo lift and you just follow them and like predict when they're going to stop moving so you can get a nice clean shot on them. And I will take that shot. Cool. Right as you're pulling the trigger, the energy shield does come up um, around the uh, around the destroyer droid. Uh, he has an adversary ra- rating of one, which will upgrade the difficulty of uh, of this test. They are at short range and they have uh, two defense from their shield, so two setbacks. That is two successes and four advantages. I'm going to crit with three of those advantages. Okay. Um, So eight damage with a crit. And I will pass the last advantage forward as a boost. uh, Go ahead and roll for the uh, crit. I got an 80 for the critical. Okay. Uh, So that destroyer droid is overpowered, um, which means he leaves himself open. And uh, you, as the attacker, can immediately attempt another free attack against the same target. I'm doing that, yes. <laughs> that is three successes and two advantage. So I will do nine damage. And I will pass those two advantage forward as boosts. Okay. So yeah, uh, you immediately just pop off two quick shots as this thing pops out and you know shows its stupid little face. What, the first one bounces off the energy shield, but the second one uh, seems to pierce through a little bit and like kind of put it on the back foot uh, as the energy shield kind of like wavers from the initial shot. And uh, immediately following your lead, firing on the same uh, destroyer droid, Captain Brick is going to open up fire. Would you like some assistance, Captain Brick? Whatever you say, Oko. <laughs> Administer impact. (laughs) Okay, you stab him with a needle. What's that do? Uh, He may upgrade the ability of agility-based checks until the end of the encounter. All right. uh, Captain Brick steps in the way. You just kind of, like, float up behind him right over his shoulder. Uh, He's like, whatever you say, uh, fire on the clankers. And and, uh, you take that as an affirmative, and uh, you jab him in the back with a needle. Uh, He doesn't actually seem to react a lot. You think that maybe uh, Doc sometimes hits him with stems from time to time, so he's pretty used to it. Um, However, uh, he's never had, what is this drug called? Impact. Impact. He's never had impact before, and he goes... As it hits his system, and he unloads on that um, destroyer. And um, he not only deals 14 damage to the droid, but also um, crits and uh, puts the droid at the brink. Uh, which means that droid will suffer one strain each time he performs it performs an action. Uh, so, s- just hopped up on uh, on this combat drug, uh, Captain Brick opens fire and starts like breaking rank a little bit, walking forward, being like, "Yeah, take this, you rust bucket!" Uh, and um, uh, the shield on the destroyer wavers a little bit, and um, and one of the blaster shots. Uh, nicks it in the shoulder and like that uh, exposed bit of uh, of wiring is like sparking and the droid seems to be losing power slowly. All right, it's there's one more uh, good guy slot. Having uh, studied the theoretical application of clones and Jedi working together, I know it's my job to stand in front of the clones. <laughs> yeah, the um, sword and shield maneuver. Yeah. Uh, so I will run forward to close the gap so I can get in front of 
Captain Brick. Am I am I within melee range? Yeah. Uh, to get in front of Captain Brick, you're gonna have to engage uh, one of these two destroyer droids. Neat. I I will. <laughs> I'm gonna swing the good old lightsaber at it. Um, uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, it is adversary one with two defense. Okay. So I'm gonna suffer two strain to aim. Okay. Okay. So that's two success. Okay. And four threat. Uh, that's nine damage. So what happens is uh, you rush in. Uh, you kind of like realize that Captain Brick is moving in. Uh, not exactly what you expected him to do, but he's like walking up towards these guys, just opening fire. And you realize he's completely exposed. So you instinctively run in uh, following your training, get in the way uh, uh, as he's like letting his blaster cool down. And you stand up in the way, uh, deflect a couple shots from the destroyers, um, and then step up towards the one that was already damaged. And... Um, its shield is kind of flickering as it's losing power, and uh, and you find an opening in there, and you slice through the shield, cutting deep into its kind of round belly. Um, and it's like st- it's on its three little legs. It's like stumbling back, trying to like get a clean shot on you and uh, Brick, um, and uh, or you get the the cut, and then um, you like kind of have too much forward momentum. Uh, and you and you actually like kind of step directly in between both destroyer droids, uh, and you uh, and you feel a little like overwhelmed as you realize that you're you're like completely surrounded, and you kind of you haven't left uh, Captain Brick unexposed, but you didn't quite end up where you wanted to, uh, so you will have a setback on your next check. Okay. And then the uh, the destroyer droids are going to uh, shoot. Uh, the one that is heavily damaged is going to shoot at you, Elkiri. Uh, the other one is going to open fire on uh, Captain Brick. I have one defense. Okay, uh, and I will flip a dark side point uh, to upgrade this droid because uh, pool. And it will hit you for 13 damage. <laughs> that ignores one soak. Okay, so I soak two and then I will reflect some of those blasts. Okay, how much damage does it end up being then? Eight damage. Okay, you take eight damage uh, as you block a couple of the shots, um, and you actually manage to reflect one of the blasts back at the droid dika, uh, hitting it in its already kind of flickering shield, and it was already kind of on the back foot trying to get a shot, and uh, its two front legs uh, tip up, and its back leg kind of caves back underneath it, and it falls over, um, and it is it is knocked prone, and its shield turns off. Um, and the other uh, destroyer uh, unloads on uh, Captain Brick, who kind of dives off to the side, um, uh, getting hit a couple times in the leg in the process. Uh, and he like kind of throws himself against the wall to like try and angle himself so that you're in between him and that uh, that destroyer droid, uh, but not quite successfully. And uh, Jaxamar, I believe it's your turn. Uh, I will leap into action against these Magna Guards. Uh, so they have a defensive one, and they are adversary one. Uh, I will suffer two strain to aim twice as I leap forward with my lightsabers. Okay. Uh, and I will I will activate Ab as I strike. Okay. So uh, I have one success, two advantages, and a despair, which, using both advantages to hit with the second lightsaber, is 18 damage. And I inflict one strain with Ab. So flipping uh, uh, your blue lightsaber into the reverse Xi'an grip uh, alongside Dudo's uh, green lightsaber, 
in the standard forward uh, formation. Um, you rush forward and uh, spin around um, uh, using Dudo's lightsaber to raise the uh, uh, Magna Guard's um, electro staff up above your heads uh, so that you can get a clean slash uh, stabbing directly into the uh, into the belly of this uh, of this thing. And then um, uh, as it drops down its guard to like knock your lightsaber away, you pull it out and jump up and spin Dudo's lightsaber uh, to cut off its head. And then you step back, and uh, uh, it like kind of stumbles back, and then continues to move forward towards you, spinning its uh, uh, spinning its electro staff to uh, attack you. So, uh, uh, for your despair, um, I will let this uh, this magnet guard catch you completely off guard um, by the fact that it is continuing to come after you without a head, um, and it will uh, it will be able to upgrade its attack against you. Uh, as it tries to attack me, I will use dodge to suffer one strain and upgrade the difficulty of its check by one. Okay. Uh, so uh, even though you're on the back foot, uh, you managed to block all the attacks coming in, and then the other Magna Guard is going to uh, step in behind you and try and uh, uh, try and like hit you in the, the back of the leg to knock you down. I will dodge again. Uh, so you take uh, nine damage, and you are crit. Uh, and uh, it does manage to hit you in the leg, uh, and the uh, electricity from the electrostaff like kind of jolts up and down uh, your leg, starting at behind your kneecap, uh, and your leg goes just a little bit numb, and you are slowed down, which means that you are only allowed to act in the last allied initiative slot on your next turn. And it's another good guy slot, top of the round. Who wants to go? Except uh, who wants to go? Except for Jacksmar, who has to go last. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I will step forward so I can get clear line of sight on these uh, droids again. Sure. Uh, there is one that is untouched and is starting to like, you know, waddle its way back to continue shooting at um, Captain Brick. Um, and then there's one that Elkiri has knocked over and is pretty heavily damaged, laying on the ground, trying to like roll itself into a ball and get itself standing back up. Uh, also, additionally, um, you hear noise from the way you guys came, and you see the rest of Boomer Squad is being attacked by uh, super battle droids uh, that are walking in. So it's just Doc, Fallout, and Irons, um, because uh, Bug and Gat are uh, staying back and repairing the ship. And... Uh, they're uh, they're getting into like a defensive formation. Uh, Irons actually has a little energy buckler that he lights up with his vibro knife, and he runs in to like fight in the melee. Uh, and so they're engaging uh, uh, down that hallway. Um, and Tan, you wanted to go? Hey, Ross Bucket, over here, and take aim at the unscathed droid. Okay, he is at short range. I rolled two failures with a despair and six advantage. So I'd like to use three of those advantage to negate this droid's shield bonuses, defensive bonuses. Sure. And the other three I will pass forward as a boost. And then I'm going to sidestep as a maneuver and take three strain. Okay. Uh, So you just start unloading on this thing. You actually overload its shield. Um, You're firing as fast as, uh, as your blaster allows. And it actually overheats. 
uh, and uh, is no longer any use. You actually have to drop it because uh, it gets too hot to hold. Uh, but you did succeed as uh, uh, in making the energy shield of this uh, uh, this droidica uh, overheat and also turn off. Uh, so now you are unarmed, but that droidica is also not uh, defended, which means it loses uh, both of its defense and its adversary. And moving off of the the wall that he bumped into um, and still hopped up on impact, Captain Brick is going to rush forward and uh, jump on top of the the prone droidica and just unload directly into it at point blank, just like completely destroying it. Uh, meanwhile, the other clones are engaging with the, uh, with the super battle droids down the hall. Um, uh, Oko, you're the only one that can see it, but you see as, uh, as Irons, uh, gets hit in the leg, stumbles back, uh, gets hit in the, in the gut, and then Doc runs up and hits him with a stim pack, and, um, uh, Fallout, um, uh, pulls out two pistols and starts shooting, um, at the... Uh, at the super battle droids, taking a couple of them out. Um, and it's another good guy turn. Master Jedi, please remain still. I will administer medical aid to Okiri. Okay. So you float up. The droid Dika, who just had its shield popped off, uh, fires a couple of shots at you, and you kind of dip down, skimming along the ground, and then float up to dodge. It's like, choo, 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 choo. and you uh, zip around, kind of like casually and lazily floating through the battlefield towards Elkiri, calmly pulling out your med kit. Uh, so go ahead and roll medicine. Three successes and one advantage. Heal four wounds and one strain. As you get jabbed with a little uh, med kit needle. You feel better. <laughs> Strangely. Uh, El Curie, it's your turn. Because Jacksmore has to go last. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and uh, hit the this other Dredica with my lightsaber. Okay. Um, so I got a triumph and two threat. I do eight damage. Okay. Uh, can I crit? Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll a D100 and let me know what you got. Um, I got 110, which is a horrific injury. So you get to roll a D10 to, det- uh, to determine one of the target's characteristics. Let me know what you got. An eight. Uh... You, you reduce the uh, destroyer droid's cunning uh, by one uh, as you spin around and cut off the top panel off of its head, um, uh, semi-lobotomizing it. This destroyer droid now has a cunning of zero, and it is its turn, so it, uh, it turns to you. Uh, like it, it, one of its uh, little red like sensors uh, blinking and like shutting down, uh, and it looks at you, and uh, you've opened yourself up completely with this kind of like desperate swing to to like cut its head off, and you just slightly missed, uh, and it levels both of its uh, blasters at you, and uh, because it has a cunning of zero, it's going to waddle forward and try to grapple you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you like instinctively pull back and like make a defensive stance, expecting it to shoot. Like your training kicks in and you think, okay, it's going to definitely shoot right here. And then instead it just keeps walking forward and then like you like stumble back a little confused and it's like little tiny gun arms are trying to like grab your like leg uh, and you just kind of like kick it off uh, and it takes a strain. <laughs> um, Jackson Mar, it's your turn. Uh, you hear the uh, generator behind you starting to like whir faster and faster and louder and louder and, and uh, Dudo's like, almost there. 
If you could be quicker, that would be good. And, <laughs> uh, I will lunge forward to strike at this uh, Magna Guard again, and as I do, I will ebb also. Okay. Oh, and I suffer two strain to aim twice. Okay. So that's 20 damage as I spend two of my three advantages to hit with the second lightsaber. All engaged targets take two strain as I ebb the force around them, and I will kick a my last advantage forward as a boost. All right. Uh, you say that uh, that line to Dudo, uh, turning around to say it and ducking as you do, as the uh, the uh, beheaded Magna Guard swings its staff in like a in a spinning motion over you, uh, missing entirely, and then you uh, kind of jump back, stabbing backwards with both of your lightsabers and just uh, run them up through the shoulders of this uh, uh, of this Magna Guard, and then spin around and it plummets to the ground. Uh, the other one continues moving forward towards you and will attack. I dodge. It swings at you. You duck down, spin around, and end up behind it and uh, dodging through all of its swings. And you're getting ready to um, to like attack it from behind when its torso uh, spins independently from its uh, bottom half uh, to look at you directly. Uh, and it, continu- and it like, uh, continues to, to fight you. And uh, while it doesn't hit you, it will increase its melee defense by one until the end of the next turn. And Dudo's like, almost there. <laughs> And then we're at the top of the round. Who wants to go? I'm going to stab this guy that's trying to hug me. Okay. <laughs> it's a mean hug. I don't want it. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. Four successes and three advantages. How much damage is that? Eleven. Okay. Uh, you destroy it with that. You've kicked this uh, this droid off, and it stumbles back confused. Uh, and uh, realizing that it doesn't really have the mental capacity to, like, try and defend itself, you just make it quick and clean and just... Uh, and just run your your lightsaber uh, up, uh, uh, blasting away its uh, its head and ending its processing as it drops down. Uh, the combat upstairs is basically done at this point, uh, so we'll just finish up uh, this Magna Guard versus Jaxamar. The Magna Guard will go, Jaxamar. You are hit uh, for nine more damage, and you are crit once more. It's thrown you off guard by the fact that it spun its top half around while its legs are still facing the other way. And it seems, it's like, its movements are weird because now its legs are walking backwards at you while its front, its top half fights you directly. Um, so your footwork isn't exactly on point. Um, and it manages to open you up and hit you in the gut. Uh, and then it it swings, uh, uh, you like try to go to cut the staff in half with uh, with Dudo's uh, lightsaber like swinging down and it anticipates that move and catches your left arm uh, in its arm and breaks it uh, and you are now crippled. Uh, you will increase the difficulty of anything that uses your uh, uses your left arm and uh, and you drop Dudo's lightsaber. Um, I will aim twice with my lone lightsaber now sure. and strike at him and I am pretty winded and I will try and ride the flow of the force to recover some strain. <laughs> so I miss, but generate four advantages and two light side points, which I will use to recover six strain. Okay. Uh, and as I fight, 
Quicker would be better, Dudo. <laughs> uh, as you say that, you see his lightsaber slide across the ground to him, and he catches it, ignites its green blade, leaping away from where the generator is, um, and driving his lightsaber uh, through the back of this Magna Guard, um, uh, shutting it down. And uh, you both turn back towards the generator, which is humming and glowing uh, uh, really heavily. And uh, Dudo goes, wait for it. <laughs> Meanwhile, upstairs, um, you guys are watching uh, the turbo lift to see if uh, uh, if anything else is coming. Doc, Fallout, and Irons manage to uh, dispatch the super battle droids uh, attacking them, um, and they like kind of like sit there and like start taking a breather. I'd like to pick up my blaster if I can. Yeah, uh, it's a little still a little hot to the touch. Um, it's going to need some work. Um, you will have to uh, you will have a setback when using it as it is minorly damaged. Oko supplies medical aid to those in need. Do you, who do you go to first? Uh, it's only you only have Tan, uh, Brick, and Elkiri. Oh uh, right, the barriers are still up. Uh, Elkiri then. Okay, you move to Elkiri, and there's a silent buzzing vibration that comes from a co- uh, concealed compartment in Captain Brick's armor, like on his breastplate. And uh, he looks a little uh, he looks a little confused. He's taken off his helmet to like uh, to catch his breath, and he looks a little confused. Uh, and he just and he goes up. Uh, just a moment. Emergency communique uh, from high command. And uh, he steps off to the side, kind of almost uh, uh, nearby the, the laser barrier where um, where the rest of Boomer Squad is. Uh, and he turns his back to you guys. Go ahead and roll your, your medicine check on um, El Kiri. You did a, a great job there, El Kiri. Th- thank you. Um... You regain five health and five strain. And uh, uh, as you guys are talking, just like out of the corner of your eye, glancing over towards where um, Captain Brick is, uh, you see the glow of a hollow image um, as he's using a hollow projector to receive whatever this transmission is. And he, he says, uh, it will be done, my lord. And uh, El Kiri, you feel this cold shiver down your spine. Uh, Jaxamar, you feel this as, as well. This like tremor in the force of like just like darkness that like sweeps over and it seems to emanate from a, uh, from above. Uh, Dudo looks to you immediately. Something is wrong. And uh, you guys rush uh, rush towards the, the turbo lifts which are uh, through the door that the Magna Guard came through. As you do um, the generator sparks and, uh, and fries behind you uh, and the laser barriers all drop down. Everything okay Captain Brick? Feeling this like weird unidentifiable coldness in the force. I'm going to reignite my lightsaber. Not to fear, Master Jedi. I am a Republic droid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Brick turns to the rest of uh, Boomer Squad and goes, New orders, Boomer Squad. Execute Order 66. And they all turn towards you. Execute the Jedi. And uh, they all turn their weapons, uh, leveling them at El Kiri, and say in unison, good soldiers follow orders. Jaxamar and Judo, uh, uh, the turbo lift opens up, and you see uh, the clone troopers uh, moving in to attack El Kiri. Um, and I will need one more roll of initiative for you guys. <laughs> did anyone get better than a three? Uh, I did. I got four including my triumph with one advantage. I got three and two advantages. Tan and Oko, what'd you guys get? I got one with two advantages. 
2.0. Okay, uh, you guys will have a turn. The clones will have a turn. And then you guys will have a couple turns. And then the clones will have a turn. And then you guys will have a couple turns. Uh, wildly, I'll, I'll look at them and I'll say, Drop your weapons, soldiers! They show no signs of, re- of even hearing uh, Tan as she speaks. They are laser-focused on Elkiri. I'm going to try and push push Captain Brick. With the force? With the force. Sure. Uh, so you are going to roll a combined force power check uh, with discipline as your skill versus uh, his resilience. So you're going to be rolling against two challenge dice and one difficulty die. Holy crap. So I generate enough light side points to move him. Uh, and then uh, it's two successes. So he gets moved. Okay. And then um, I generate four threat. Okay. Yeah. The strain of doing this uh, uh, deals four strain to you. Um, as, uh, as you call on the force, um, this, this clone trooper that, who's been fighting alongside you moves forward and actually fires a couple blasts your way. And instinctively, you're not even drawing on the dark side of the force. You just you pull on the force, uh, lift him up off the ground. And where do you move him to? Um, I'm going to move him down the hall because uh, he's at the intersection and to the right. Towards the, uh, the the machinery bay? Yeah, um, basically so he has to go like really far just to like get us in sight. Okay. I'm going to move uh, forward and take a guarded stance. Okay, so you move into engaged range with the remaining three yep. clones? All right, you see that they're trained on you. Uh, instinctively, you, you launch Captain Brick uh, down the other hall and move up into the intersection uh, so that you are in engaged range with these, uh, with these three clones who uh, seem fixated on, on you. And uh, they will go. So, uh, so they hit you uh, for 10 damage, and they crit you. Uh, and so uh, Doc will... Uh, draw his uh, draw his sidearm and take a couple shots at you. Uh, yeah, I'll reflect any like incoming fire. Okay, uh, so that reduces the damage uh, uh, to seven damage that you take. Doc draws his sidearm, takes a couple shots at you. You uh, manage to reflect that, uh, and Fallout will level his blaster rifle at you and uh, fire uh, a few shots. You manage to reflect a couple of those, but one hits you in the leg, um, and then. Uh, Irons will rush forward towards you uh, with his uh, energy buckler and his vibro knife, and he will uh, hit you in the face uh, with his energy buckler, putting you off balance, which will add a setback to your next check. Uh, and then you guys have two turns. Seeing that that none of them even blinked uh, when I spoke, uh, and that they started shooting at Alkiri, I'm going to immediately aim twice, take strain to aim twice, uh, aiming at Fallout's gun specifically to shoot it out of his hands. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that uh, means you suffer two strain and you have one setback. Six successes and two threats. Okay. Uh, you take two strain just having to fire on your fellow soldiers. I mean, this is this Fallout and you were just bonding over the the occipiter and now uh now you're engaged in in combat with them it's it's pretty uh disorienting and terrifying at the same time but your instincts kick in and uh you have enough presence of mind to aim at his gun and not him uh you're not 100 percent sure if that's uh, a decision you made or just uh just your hand choosing to aim lower and you take a couple shots 
uh, and you do blast his his blaster out of his hands. And uh, who else wants to go? Uh, I will move up to engage these clones as well. Okay. I'm going to try and disarm Doc. Okay. Uh, so uh, it's an aim maneuver, uh, and you have two setbacks. Okay. So I will suffer two strain for the second maneuver, and I will ebb, uh, hopefully inflicting strain on all engaged targets. Okay. Uh, so I will flip a destiny point to use all three of these dark side points to inflict three strain on all engaged targets. Okay, uh, um, that includes you, Elkiri. You feel as the force uh, that still you have that present chill, uh, and it kind of like grows and aches. But I do not hit and generate one threat. You take a strain. Similar to, to Tan, uh, you're a little more um, uh, willing to believe that these, these clones have been compromised in some way. Um, but it is still difficult uh, to raise your weapon against uh, somebody who you moments ago were trusting with your life. Jaxmar from down the hallway, uh, nearby where the uh, uh, mechanics bay is, Captain Brick will fire upon you. I will dodge. Um, and while he misses, uh, you kind of have to spin wildly to, uh, to reflect the shots coming from him. Um, and, uh, you're, uh, uh, now you realize you moving up next to Elkira, you've put yourself in between two clone troopers and, uh, and you're, you're kind of like a little off balance from that. And you're going to take, uh, a setback on your next check. Uh, Oko, did you want to do anything? Yeah. Oko definitely took a second to understand what was going on, but now they can follow, uh, Tan's example and they will charge their surgical laser and open fire on the clones. Okay, uh, which which uh, you're shooting at the the group of three engaged with your friends? Uh, yes, the group of three. Okay. No successes. Six advantages. So you shoot down disruptor fire uh, at these clones, and they they duck and uh, and shout out and uh, are like trying to coordinate uh, with each other. Um, moving back out of the way, uh, your laser carves. Um, carves a hole in the wall behind them. Is there anything you want to do with those advantages? Uh, I will push them forward. Uh, so you're using them to get boosts. Uh, so you uh, uh, you fire and, and like a big hole bursts open in the in the uh, the wall behind them. Uh, you know, smoke and, and sparks shooting out. And as that happens, uh, the door leading to the hangar opens up, and Gat and Bug rush into the fray. Um, at this moment, uh, uh, you guys see as Dudo moves forward, walking with purpose, his lightsaber uh, uh, sheath that is uh, uh, on his side, uh, and he steps right into the middle of the intersection. A couple blaster shots zip around him. He's been walking forward with his eyes closed the whole time, and then he opens them up, raises both of his hands up into the air, and all of you feel as you're lifted up off the ground. And with one hand, he pulls back and all five clone troopers are, are pulled against their will through the hall past Dudo to join where Captain Brick has been thrown by Elkiri. And simultaneously, the rest of you are kind of moved towards the hangar bay against your will. And I will flip a dark side point as they all start to fire first towards you, Elkiri, but they're being pulled against their will by the force. So they're like missing a bit and then against you, Jax. And then they kind of all start like uh, you hear Brick say, fire on New M, kill New M. Uh, and uh, right when he says that is right when uh, the clones are on one side of, uh, of Dudo and... Um, and you guys are on the other side. And raising both of his hands up, all of the blaster fire 
bounces off of uh, a barrier of the force he makes around himself. Uh, it fills up that center chamber of the intersection and uh, cuts him off from both you guys and the clones, but prevents the clones from being able to fire through the intersection towards you. And uh, he's sweating heavily as he does this, both hands raised up, and, uh, and he turns back towards you guys. Uh, and he looks directly at you, Jaxamar. And he says, I can't hold this forever. You have to go, Jaxamar. This fight, we cannot win. What? No! Master! This is bigger than right here, right now. This is bigger than any one of us. I know that the two of you can feel this. Jaxamar, protect Elkiri. Teach her the ways of the Force. You have my word, my friend. You see as, uh, as the barrier around him gets a little bit thinner and a little bit strained as the clones uh, are uh, now like sitting in formation firing on him uh, and the turbo lift opens up uh, to his side and droids start marching out from the turbo lift uh, trying to fire through the barrier as well. Elkiri, don't forget what I've taught you. Never stop learning. Lieutenant Mobok, Oko, get them home safely, please. I'm gonna try and him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and roll uh, a discipline check, an opposed discipline check. Yeah. Uh, you're rolling against two uh, uh, two challenge dice and one uh, difficulty die, and I will uh, flip a destiny point to make that three challenge dice. So, uh, so I succeed. Um, I got two uh, light side points uh, and three successes. Um, and three threat. I would like to divulge that three threat will make me pass out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you suffer three strain in doing this. And what you manage to do is you manage to pull him down the hallway towards you guys, taking the barrier with him. Uh, You feel him him resisting, and then you lock eyes with him, and you you see... uh, uh, as the, his barrier is about to uh, falter because of the strain of fighting you on being moved, you feel this lash of, of energy, and uh, and you hear more in your head than uh, through his uh, through his mouth. Uh, you hear him say, "I'm sorry," and uh, he will drop his barrier and force push all four of you through the um, uh, through the doors to the hangar simultaneously throwing his lightsaber at the control panel of the hangar door. Uh, In an arcing fashion, uh, it cuts through the control panel, shutting the door. As the door is shutting, Elkiri, you black out, um, and you see a bit of what everyone else sees as uh, defenseless without his um, uh, without his lightsaber, uh, Dudo turns and begins being riddled with uh, with the fire of blaster bolts, um, and the and the clones and the uh, droids are engaging with each other and engaging with Dudo. And you pass out Elkiri. The door shuts behind, uh, cutting off some of the noise of that battle. Uh, and you, uh, Jaxmar, you watch as Dudo's lightsaber arcs around and just bumps into the door and falls to the ground. And then Elkiri falls over. I step forward and I grab um, Dudo's lightsaber and for a minute kind of forget where we are and um, just kneel down having watched my best friend just be shot to death by clones and droids um, and meditate for a moment. Sorrel, Sorrel, we've, we've got to fall back. Sorrel. Um, and I, I shake my head. And before I get up, just under my breath, there is no death. There's the force. And take his lightsaber and uh, I stand up. 
I will grab Elkiri roughly and kind of toss her over my shoulder. Oko. Engines are primed, Captain. Let's go. So as you guys uh, fire up the engines of the Excipiter, uh, you you pull up and uh, begin flying uh, flying out of the apiary. You enter the battlefield. Um, it seems like through some chance uh, the Separatist line has been split and uh, the fighting is actually closer to the apiary than it was when you guys went in. The Republic seems to actually be pushing back the Separatists enough to like kind of make uh, a path uh, towards the apiary, which is now like retreating. And you fly out and are immediately uh, pursued by several squadrons of ARC 170s piloted by clone troopers, which immediately begin firing upon you. They're, they're at too far of a distance to really be effectual. And if you guys uh, uh, are attempting to escape this battlefield instead of engaging with the uh, Republic Navy, it will require a hard astrogation check with two setbacks. Uh, Oko will assist Captain Tan, providing a boost to astrogation. All right, and you get a boost from your Navi computer as well. Uh, I'm also flipping a destiny point to uh, upgrade the difficulty. That's one failure. Okay. So uh, you falter uh, trying to find a, a safe path, and right as you prime the, the hyperdrive, you realize you don't know where to go, and you almost freeze up for a second, Tan, because you were like, where, where is safe now? You don't even know. Uh, you used to think the Republic Navy was safe, but now clearly it's not. Uh, and in that moment, right, uh, with your hand on like the hyperdrive, not knowing exactly where, uh, the calculations are set. Cause you're kind of for a second, it's all kind of hitting you. The excipitor gets hit, uh, with a couple, uh, shots from the, uh, the starfighters around you and the jolt of it makes you press forward on the hyperdrive and you fly off without calculations. And, um, when you guys drop out of hyper hyperspace, just, what for you is just a few seconds later, the there's like explosions and, uh, and a rattling coming from the, uh, the engineering bay of the Excipiter. And a second time, uh, the Excipiter drops dead in the water, just floating, uh, in completely uncharted space. You're not sure where you are. And Oko looking over the hyperdrive, you see it is completely decimated and will take a significant amount of time uh, to repair and become active again. Uh, at this point, Jaxmar, you're just kind of sitting there in the med bay nearby El Curia's unconscious body, and you, uh, your holocom on your uh, on your belt uh, pings at you. I check it. Um, it's just uh, a couple pings, just a like two ping and then a three ping. Uh, no image, just sound. And you recognize this as uh, the automated uh, code that indicates to all Jedi that they must return to the Jedi uh, temple on Coruscant immediately. Uh, it's like an emergency recall of all Jedi. Oko, um, we need to get that hyperdrive back up and running. I will do my best, Captain. Sorrel, was that in instructions? W was it... Uh, the council is recalling all Jedi to the temple on Coruscant. Okay, so we we take you to Coruscant then, right? We, f we fix the hyperdrive and, and we take you to Coruscant. I'm afraid it's going to take time, Master Tan. We don't have time, Oko. So uh, it will take you five days to patch up this hyperdrive. Five tense days. Elkiri, you wake back up. You see Master Nuem is nowhere to be found. Uh, Jaxamar seems to have been truly shaken by the events. I spend most of those days meditating. Um, the whole time, the whole time he's meditating, his 
comlink, two pings, and then three pings, and then three pings, and then two pings. It keeps going, it keeps going, and that goes on nonstop. Uh, and on the third day, it stops. And like a, a full minute later, your holocom lights up. Uh, and uh, displayed before you is uh, Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, he looks older than the last time you saw him. Uh, he's got a beard, and he looks, ve- he looks like pale in the face. Uh, and almost as shaken as you feel, Jaxamar. And he says, this is Master Obi-Wan Kenobi. I regret to report that both our Jedi Order and our Republic have fallen, with the dark shadow of the Empire rising to take their place. This message is a warning and a reminder for any surviving Jedi. Trust in the Force. Do not return to the Temple. That time has passed, and our future is uncertain. Avoid Coruscant. Avoid detection. Be secret, but be strong. We will each be challenged. Our trust, our faith, our friendships. But we must persevere. And, in time, I believe a new hope will emerge. May the Force be with you. Always. And that message turns off and then begins to loop over and over again. Uh, I share this with the rest of the crew of the Exhibitor. Uh, and once they've seen it enough times to hear and understand it, uh, I destroy that communicator. Okay. So uh, during this time that you guys have been huddled up in blankets, uh, the Exhibitor has been completely dead in the water. Uh, you've been able to survive because you have enough consumables on board uh, to keep yourselves alive in this kind of situation for a certain amount of time. Uh, so with heat lamps and blankets and, and rations, you've been able to survive. And uh, just a little bit after Jaxmar breaks the comlink, there's a... And all the lights begin to turn on in the Exhibitor and the heat begins to bl- turn and the, the engine begins to move and, uh, and you guys are able to go where you please. And that's where we'll end the session. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or specifically approved by the Walt Disney Company. Lucasfilm Limited, their subsidiaries or sister companies or any Star Wars license holder and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Go to the official Star Wars website www.starwars.com for more information. The Edge of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, and Forced in Destiny role-playing games are trademarked properties of Fantasy Flight Games Incorporated. All rights reserved. For more information, go to www.fantasyflightgames.com slash en slash Star Wars RPG.